Hello and welcome to another edition of My What's Up. My name is Mark Kleinert and I'm your host and I thank you so much for being with us today. I've been on a little hiatus over the last few weeks just trying to get some rest and regroup and schedule for the upcoming year for My What's Up and let me tell you folks, it's been awesome. I was able to go out and visit uh, with family in California and first time I've ever been to California in my entire life and I got to see some beautiful beautiful places as well as eat some good food and folks to be honest with you met some of the friendliest people I think I've met in a very long time so it was a great experience but your host is glad to be home and glad to be back in the host chair and ready to keep interviewing those ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things. Today I want to introduce to you Ms. Caitlin Boyer. Caitlin is a clinical assistant at Hanger Prosthetics and Orthotics in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Caitlin will tell you that she's just an ordinary person doing a job like anyone else. But folks, I'm here to tell you I met Caitlin about eight weeks ago and Caitlin has changed my world when it comes to my orthotics yes your host has to wear custom orthotics and she has been absolutely phenomenal in working with me she not only works with orthotics but she works with prosthetics as well Caitlin has her master's degree uh, basically in this field but she's continuing her education right now just to specialize even more in what she's doing. She loves people. She loves to serve people. She loves to see people go from point A to point B when it comes to wearing orthotics or prosthetics. And she has a real passion to see this through. Uh, I sat down with Caitlin yesterday. We had about a 30-minute interview. We're going to air it in its entirety in this podcast today. I hope you enjoy this as much as I have and visiting with her and again, we welcome you. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. If you have a question or comment, please don't hesitate to email me at Mark Kleiner. That's all one word. That's M-A-R-K-C-L-I-N-A-R-D at gmail.com. Leave me your comment or your question, and I will get back with you just as soon as I can. And yes, I'm checking my email every day, and I answer usually everyone who writes. So keep your questions and comments positive, uh, because this is an uplifting program, and uh, we want you to be encouraged and uplifted as you listen as well. So now let's turn our attention to my interview with Caitlin, and I hope you are as blessed as I've been in this process. We're back with Caitlin Boyer, who works with Hanger Clinic, and I am excited to have you in the house. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you? I am so awesome because what we've been working on this at least a month now yeah you know to try to get together but you know how it is these orthotic and prosthetic people they're so busy stuff like that but no no just kidding but we have been working on getting this uh getting this put together and we're we're so excited to have caitlin in the house caitlin as i've mentioned to you before i'm i'm just a guy who loves to interview ordinary people doing extraordinary things 
And I think when it comes to orthotics and prosthetics, that is something very extraordinary. Uh, I am a patient of yours, you might say, mm -hmm. and you have been working with me for several weeks now in yeah. trying to get my orthotics to to be correct on my foot, to to get what I have been dealing with for about seven years now um, fixed once and for all. Yeah. But what really impressed me about you is not only your aggressiveness, but your forwardness and saying, hey, we're not giving up on this. We're going to do this. As opposed to not all of them, but people I've seen in the past that have basically given me a pair of orthotics and said, see you in a year. And folks, I don't know if you have to wear orthotics out there, but if you ever have to, you definitely want them to be right. And you definitely want them to, uh, uh, to fit well. And so Caitlin has just been a blessing to me uh, over the past several weeks. And, and I said, girl, you need to come on this podcast. <laughs> you need to, to talk to the people and just tell them a little bit about yourself and what put you into this field and, and what kind of satisfaction do you get out of it. So I'm just going to start down the line here. Why don't you give us here a window of what it was like for you growing up? Well, I grew up starting out in Burlington, Iowa, and lived there for, well, I guess it wasn't half my life. I lived there till I was nine. Got a little old for that to be half my life, I guess. And then I moved to uh, Hiawatha, Kansas, which is a pretty small town in the northeast corner, I believe, of Kansas. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I'm not that familiar with Kansas, <laughs> but hey, I'll, I'm going to go with you on it. I'm okay. pretty sure it's the northeast. <laughs> I always get it mixed up because I lived in the... Yeah, northeast corner of Iowa, but grew up in that small town and got a lot of my experiences there somehow. So Okay, and as we had talked earlier, uh, your field of study, what you basically went into in college was biology, if I remember. I have a bachelor's of science in exercise science with a minor in disability studies from Truman State University, actually. Nice, okay, check yeah. you out. Not only do we have Kaylin in the house, we have educated Kaylin <laughs> in the house as well. Okay, so so that was your field. So give us a little bit of who were your influencers back then? What, you know, who, everybody has someone in their yeah. life that said, wow, I really, I wanted to pattern my life after this person. Who was that person? My role models in my life were honestly a lot of my family. None of them are in this field, but every field they're in, they were so dedicated and they were all really motivating. So I didn't, going into figuring out what I wanted to do in my life, I knew nobody that was actually in this field. And I kind of just jumped headfirst into it from um, some crazy coincidences that got me to where I am, honestly. Okay. Well, you know, that's not, ex that's not actually unheard of. I... The, the the doctor who did my gastric bypass surgery mm -hmm. a few years ago, he actually started out to be a brain surgeon and was halfway through his residency when he was able to witness a gastric bypass one day and said, I want to do this. And he said, I want to do it for the rest of my life. And he's very good at it, too. And so now how he went from brain surgery to gastric bypass and made that decision, he did. But... I can dare say there's probably many in our audience that started out wanting to do something in college and it's either in a different direction totally or in some offset of what 
they were setting out to do yeah. in the beginning. No, I, I really grew up from five to about my freshman year of high school thinking I was going to be a veterinarian. And when you're allergic to cats, dogs, horses, rodents, oh basically any hairy animal, doesn't really work out well. Took me doing, um, didn't listen to anyone, took me doing one job shadow day, made it halfway through the day. And like I said, I grew up in a small town. The vet called my mom and just said, you have to come get Caitlin. She's not going to make it through the rest of the day with us. My goodness. What a way to find that out. <laughs> I mean, and, and that was your goal. So I'm going to, I'm going to assume you grew up loving animals and things like that. Oh, I loved all animals. I was really big into nature. I actually grew up spending most of my summer at a boy scout camp with my mom who worked there and she was in charge of nature for quite a few years. So I grew up catching frogs, fish, snakes, awesome. loved all of outside. So basically, Caitlin, what I'm what I'm perceiving, what you're saying here today is that your life was good growing up, yeah. but it wasn't anything extraordinary. I mean, you were growing up in ordinary childhood, and 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 I don't mean that to belittle you, but oh. but I think that's where all of us are at. You know, is we didn't we weren't born with a silver spoon. We didn't no. have the breaks, but. You know, you grew up, you, you had to work at it, you had to graduate high school, you had to go to college, you had to decide what you were going to do, and, and you are making that decision, and we'll get into that more in just a moment, uh, because you are doing some things that's furthering your education and I things am. like that, and so, but I don't want to steal the thunder at this moment. I do want to go back and talk about family for a moment. Do you have siblings that are in this field, or... Uh, my siblings aren't in this field. I have three older brothers, and I believe I'm the only one doing... I, I say that because one of my brothers is getting a PhD in molecular plant science, and I'm not sure who's going with that. But I believe I'm the only one that's in going to be in the medical field. Okay, okay. I have one sibling that's in the medical field. Uh, I have a couple of siblings that have been in law enforcement, and uh, I have one sibling. I'm just not sure what he's doing yet. He's still trying to figure out life, I guess. But, but at 56, you think he would get a clue on that? But uh, love him to death. But that's the way it is. So, well, good deal, good deal, Caitlin. Enough about me on this, anyway. So, have you always liked science? Has science been one of those subjects you always drew to, or was it something that came later on? I always joke that I'm a bit of a nerd. I loved everything in school, but my main three subjects I loved and couldn't wait for every day were science, math, and history. I've always been fascinated by all of them, and I was that kid that always asked why, mm -hmm. and so I really like to figure out why. So when I asked why was the sky blue, we had, my parents had a lot of books, and one of them was why is the sky blue? So I'd always get really into researching any of my interests. Okay, okay. But, all right, mine was basically history and English, so I was the opposite. I was never really a numbers cruncher or something like that, and I always admired people who were, but uh, but I was more the history buff and the English buff and the literature buff and things like that, just buffed all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always liked the clear-cut answer, so that's why I liked math and science and history. There's always a clear answer, Okay. even though I went to a field that there is no clear answer, so... Sounds good. I, I, I trust you. I'll believe it there. I'll leave it there. So, okay. And we may have touched on this a moment ago, but who was the person or the persons that actually led you into this field of orthotic, orthotics and 
and prosthetics. I got to get let them get tuck tied. It's a, it's a hard one to say. I'll tell mm -hmm. you that. Mm -hmm. um, when I was a junior in high school, I had by this point trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life because I couldn't do what I planned for forever. So I had a family friend that actually had an accident that led to an amputation, and I wasn't allowed to. He didn't want me to see him until after the amputation, and then. I started getting kind of interested in what was happening with him as he was getting his first prosthetic and everything. And I was lucky enough that summer to get to go to a camp called the National Youth Leadership Form of Medicine, mm -hmm. which was in Atlanta, Georgia. And we had one day we could go out and do anything we wanted with, well, all from their list. And they didn't have anything that interested me other than prosthetics and orthotics. And I kind of just wanted to see a little bit about what the field was like to see if I could figure out what was happening to him. And I ended up getting to go to Georgia Tech's program that they had at the time and spend a day with some of the professors, some of their patient models, some of the students, and that was it. That's all I wanted to do. I, I figured it out. Okay. That was it for me. Yeah, that's great. I, I love stories like this. and. And uh, I uh, and we'll get into a little bit more of this in just a second too. I I just can't even imagine, you know, what it's like for someone whether they've served in the military or it's been an illness or something like that to to actually lose a limb, and I guess you might say literally have to learn to walk all over again, yeah. and especially with a prosthetic and things like that. I just admire anybody who has to wear one oh, for too. sure because they're they're much braver than I ever thought about being and so uh, to be able to accomplish this. Um, tell us about your work on a day-to-day -day basis and, and what what is a normal day like for you and and maybe give us a little bit of aspect or, or dynamics of what you do there at Hangar. So a little bit my normal day we have our office is open from 8 to 5 and we have from noon to 1 for lunch and so on a day where I'm not on hospital, I'll have patients from either about typically once an hour starting at eight. So I'll have like, and I'll see the patients and it'll be either evaluations for, um, I just finished my, well, I'm finishing my orthotic residency. So I'm starting my prosthetic. So I typically see um, a lot of orthotic patients and now we're switching me to jumping in with some prosthetic ones. But I would eval for anything from shoe inserts to ankle foot orthotics. We have a few that go up higher or back braces. Um, so I eval, cast people, do scans for some of our other, for spinal stuff, we typically do scans anymore or measurements. And then I would see different patients where I deliver the orthotics or do follow-ups like frequently make little adjustments that people need if they have somewhere that's starting to bother them or hurt or red spots. It is a lot of hands-on work, which I absolutely love. It's I like my job because I get to work with the patients, and then I also get to go into the back and use power tools, which is fun. Um, so. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, <laughs> so is it like Tim the Toolman power tools? Or? <laughs> I don't think quite that level. No, not on quite that level. Okay, so basically. Someone comes in like me mm -hmm. who came in and says, I have this issue. 
let's let's talk about the orthotics part for a moment because yeah. that's the side I'm most familiar yeah. with. And let's uh, let's talk about the orthotics. Okay. And you you meet me for the first time, and you see that I've been struggling for like seven years. You as you evaluated, you knew that I was wearing the wrong material type of orthotic, you knew the pressure points weren't really being addressed yeah. like they needed to be. What's it like when you figure that out for a person? Does it, I mean, to me, I'd just be, you know, not prideful, but just so excited. I'd be so ecstatic to be able to figure something like that out. What's it like for you when you get to do this? When I get to go in, especially if it's somebody that's been struggling with something for a while, if I have an idea of something that's different that I think could actually help, it makes me really excited mm -hmm. because my main thing that I like to look at my job as is it's a way for me to get somebody to accomplish goals or get back to their life as it was before they start having some of these issues. So I get really excited that I get to help somebody go back to living their life how they were or go back to accomplishing goals and getting better and anytime I can go in and think okay this is how I'm going to help that person it's just a really nice to me it's one of my favorite feelings okay so I'm going to take you back down memory lane mm -hmm. here for a moment and I know it may have been a while since you've experienced this but what was it like to fit your first orthotic oh my first orthotic so I have to actually think about that one to be honest with you because <laughs> all I can think of is the first one well, well I guess that works um, so I have a master's of health science in with an option in prosthetics and orthotics is what they called us but we had different patient models and so the first orthotic I ever fit on a person that wasn't a classmate was a patient model that came in and it was an ankle foot orthotic but it was somebody that had had a stroke, if I'm right, but they had drop foot, which means their toe drags and catches and they trip. And so when you put that orthotic on, having them walk without one and you being there next to them, you can catch, see their toe dragging, but then being able to put the orthotic on and somebody actually being able to take steps and needing less help was just such an amazing feeling because it sounds weird to say, but it's nice to know that like you're part of their help to getting to be where they want to go in their goals and it's just every time I get to have that opportunity to be that part for somebody it's just such a great feeling. Now this morning I was in the room with the bars Yes. and uh, that's the first time I've been in that room hopefully the last time <laughs> but we were in that room and it really made me start thinking about someone wearing a prosthetic uh, on the orthotic side, I feel like I'm walking on cotton every time you adjust my orthotic, whatever. It just feels so good. Yeah. It's so comfortable. But I'm thinking about that person that has to put on that prosthetic for the first time. And what's it like to see that person begin to walk with that prosthetic leg or foot? It's, it's to me, one of the best feelings, especially if it's somebody that has. So I that has been out for a while. So like I was talking about my family friend, um, he was out from that and on you know crutches or in a wheelchair, but watching somebody that's been going from their recovery of post-amputation up to the moment they get that first leg. And we start with what we call a check socket to make sure everything's gonna be right, but getting somebody up on that and just seeing typically 
it varies for everyone, but a lot of the times it's the joy on their face that you get to see when they stand up for the first time in like months. And they're just so happy to be up there. It's, it's hard not to feel that happiness and that joy with them. And each person's different and has different emotions as they go through it. But it's just being there for the first time they stand up and they get to process some of that is one of my favorite parts. What is the, uh, what is the average time? And I know everybody's different, but from start to finish, once the prosthetic leg is made or foot mm -hmm. and they put it on for the first time, what is usually the average amount of time it takes for a person to get comfortable and really begin to walk with this piece of equipment, yeah. I guess is lack yeah. of a better word, but this equipment to to feel comfortable about it. It varies so much person to person and how long that person was, you know, out or in rehab or how long they, maybe if they had an injury on their limb and they were down for a while, um, it can go for quite a bit of time. But we always have a break-in period when you get a new prosthetic. It's just like you don't want to start wearing that all day right away. So you have to build up your wear time. And so it can take – your wear time usually – it varies person to person. This is, mm -hmm. But um, the wear time usually takes typically, I want to say, about a week or more to break in. It's, it's definitely at least a week. Um, and then hey, folks, I want you to hear what Caitlin's saying today. Okay, I, you please note that it's different for everyone, but usually it takes somebody about a week, a week to get the first. Yeah, to get used to their leg at, at least. And then we see them after, typically we see the patient after we deliver about a week or two weeks out, sometimes depending on everything that's happening, how far away they live, it could be up to a month, but it's typically your first follow-up is within that week or two weeks out from getting your device to... Check okay. it and make sure if there's any issues or any tweaks you need because you just can't get that gate right. Have you uh, have you ever been able to see somebody after the process has been completed? You may run into them somewhere or they may come back. Or Has anybody ever come back and just said, hey, thank you for what you did? You know, we, we have to keep, we keep in contact with our patients because we want to make sure they're doing good, especially for the prosthetic side. But... There are the few patients that like, I don't really run into people in public, but that's because I wear a mask when I work, so no one actually notices it's me. Mm -hmm. um, but there are the patients that will come back in and they'll just be so grateful and so happy for what you've done with them. And they're just, they thank you so much and they're just so excited and they're really ready to keep going and they want to see what else they can do. Or So it's, it's, it's a nice feeling to have those people that come in and are just so grateful for what you have done for them. The world of prosthetics has grown so much over the years and and I was told here lately that if my foot didn't correct that I could possibly look at the route of having the foot actually removed and go to a prosthetic and of course anyone who ever hears this goes into utter shock you know yeah. at that moment but but I said, how would I ride my bike if I do that? Because I love to ride my bike. I ride these trails here in Northwest Arkansas, so I would do that. And they said, you wouldn't, they said, you wouldn't believe what you can do with these today. Yeah, you can do, it's, to me, the field is so interesting because there's so many different parts and components you can use on people. So even if you see 
no two people have the same exact leg. It's all what's very fit for them. And there's so many components and different types of feet and different types of, even if you like have an upper extremity one, hands that you can use to accomplish different goals and tasks. And there's really very few, tr very few things that it's hard, I don't know how to say that. I'm gonna go back. Well, you don't have a one size fits all. Yeah, it's not a one size fits all. It's for everyone. And oftentimes we can help to accomplish goals, like get back on the bike or go back to horse riding. That's See, that's amazing to me. That's amazing to me because growing up in the 60s and 70s, I mean, it was like there was a stigma to having prosthetics. And, of course, people were coming out of the Vietnam War then. Mm -hmm. uh, we were seeing more and more people with prosthetics and things like that. You had the movie Forrest Gump yeah. where, you know, I know that was computer generated, but, you know, Lieutenant Dan standing there with two prosthetic legs, but truthfully that wasn't unheard of then. Yeah. You know, the steel titanium was being used then. Now, is steel titanium still being used today, or have they gone to a much different type of prosthetic? It, there are so many different kinds of prosthetics that we still use some older, there are still some old school, like there are still people that might like a wooden socket and we typically use right now, um, like the socket is what goes on the residual limb, is typically made out of carbon fiber or something similar to that material. Um, but then we still would use like what we call a pylon, which is a basically a metal pipe that you use to attach the socket to the foot that you would wear. Okay. And a lot of those can be made out of titanium and steel just because they're nice and strong materials. The pros prosthetics in general and I want to go back to orthotics here for in a moment too, but prosthetics in general have such a stigma about them. And, and I think it's almost kind of like, and, and I may be way off base here, and if I am, you can tell me, but, but certainly women who have to go through mastectomies and things like that really get a stigma about how they look, how they feel and things like that. And I would assume, I may be wrong, it's, pretty much along those same lines with prosthetics. Yeah, we have a lot of ways that we can, it, it, yeah, there's still, some people have that stigma in their heads. It is one thing that my program covered is the psychosocial aspects of having a disability. And one of the ways that we help people that maybe view it as they don't wanna have the, if you look on sometimes, if you Google prosthetics, you see just the very robotic looking ones we also do ones where we actually shape it to look like a leg. And we so, and so that way, when you're wearing like pants or dresses that are long, you don't really even notice that it's different from the other side. I'm gonna ask you a question you may or may not have been asked before, but when you, when you complete your education here or this next level, which is about to happen, yeah. and I know you're excited about that, um, how involved will you be in actually the making of the prosthetic or is that sent off somewhere else to do and then you take it from there? So in my clinic for the prosthetics, we do most of our fabrication in-house. So that's with the prosthetic side. We have a smaller lab to work in, but we do most of our own work there, say pulling the check socket doing the lamination we have a great tech that helps us out with all that too but the prosthetic side of it at least we do a majority of the work in-house what would you tell someone 
and uh, and uh, we talked about this. We're not here to advertise any one particular orthotics or prosthetic mm -hmm. place because I think anyone that's in this field is doing good. But yeah. but uh, what would you tell somebody? who probably needs orthotics you know they have things that are coming up in their foot spots uh, a lot of people think calluses are normal but that can be an indicator too yeah, uh, that you're either not walking right correctly or you got pressure points there in mm -hmm. your skin callus simply I think means it's trying to protect that area yeah and so what would you say to someone <laughs> Dr. Scholl's probably gonna hate me for this question <laughs> but what would you say to someone that says I don't need to go see an orthotics place I'll just go to Walmart and get a package of Dr. Scholl's yeah um for some people if you have depending on the issues with your feet those work fine but if you've tried it before and it doesn't work out for you it's in my opinion worth maybe going to see what it would be to get your own custom orthotics mm -hmm. because it can help a lot to alleviate some of the problems you have with your feet or prevent them from becoming a bigger issue now early on when i began to wear orthotics my insurance wouldn't cover it mm -hmm. and they said that was an extra whatever that term is and i was like there's nothing extra about this at all you know i said this yeah. This directly involves with my health. Now I think uh, even with the best of insurances, you get at least one pair covered. Uh, I've always tried to go for two, so I'll buy the covered pair and then and then buy an extra pair because you want to change them out. Truthfully, you don't want to wear them all day and night and stuff. Yeah. You want to you want to change them out and do this. I went the Dr. Scholl's right in the beginning, and no offense to Dr. Scholl's, I know they're trying to put a good product out there, but it literally did nothing for me, except make things worse. Yeah, it, it all depends on what's actually happening with your foot, on mm -hmm. if those help or not. And so, I, I would encourage anyone that if they're having issues with their feet and you've tried the that, that route of going to Walmart or Walgreens or whatever and, and buying it and it's still not correcting to look for your local, your orthotics, prosthetics yeah. place and say, hey, can I make an appointment, you know, yeah. just to have it checked out. So a lot of people think you need a doctor. Do you need a doctor's referral? You actually do. So we can't work on anything if we don't have a prescription from the doctor. It just, in order for insurance if it's something insurance covers um, sadly not everything we do is necessarily covered under insurance depending on the type of insurance you have but you have to have a doctor's prescription or referral for us to be able to order you anything or make you any devices well Kayla I'm gonna tell you I don't know if you grew up thinking I'm gonna be a world changer <laughs> but you are a world changer I mean you've been changing my world and you are you're a game changer you are an ordinary person doing some incredible, extraordinary things. And I mean, we, we talked about people's reaction to what happens when it bit. I don't know that we could ever know or you could ever know how much you have uh, changed somebody's life by putting the right orthotic or the right prosthetic on them. And, and, and I know some of you out there today may be listening going, well, I'll never have to wear a prosthetic. Well, you never know. Yeah. Because, it, you know, life can change in a moment, you know, and you could be in a car accident or something that would cause you to lose a limb 
or whatever, and the next thing your world's turned upside down, and the one thing you would want is somebody in there that's a world changer. You want somebody in there that's compassionate about what they're doing. You want somebody that's knowledgeable about what they're doing because you could want to help me out, but if you don't know what you're doing, then we're not helping each other at all. Oh, yeah. So you want somebody who's educated like Caitlin's doing. She's not only been educated, like she said, she's got her master's, but she's continuing her education and broadening her horizons on this to be able to do this. And and folks, for those of you who've listened to this podcast, you know what that's that's the people I love being around. I love people who who start with nothing and make something out of it. And basically you went to college as a mold of clay and it's been shaping ever since. Mm-hmm. And now you're, uh, as I said a moment ago, I don't want to sound repetitive all the time, but, but you are affecting people's lives, you know? And, and I hope you stay in Northwest Arkansas for the remainder of your days. I know you freaked me out this morning when you're, you're going to take a vacation. <laughs> I was like, no, no you know, and uh, you are coming back, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, so, so, I mean, and wherever you go, wherever the good Lord takes you, I mean, I know you're going to do well at whatever you do. So, wrapping things up here today, and I could... I could literally sit down and talk with you for hours, but but I did want to come around to this question. What would you tell a young lady or a young man today who's who's thinking about going into this field or thinking about the sciences and not really sure about where they're going with what field they would be in? What would be your encouragement to them to say, hey, you know what, you need to check this out. I'd say for me, the biggest thing was when I wasn't sure I wanted to do, I took the time to contact different places and see if they had either a shadowing opportunity to get experience. So in order to go into the schools for this field, you typically need shadowing opportunities. So contact a local clinic and see if they offer any experience that you could come in and just follow some of the clinicians for a day. Um, if you're thinking about going to this field, I definitely recommend getting familiar with tools because that is a part of it that is actually kind of still a really big part in what we do is tool work and different kinds of materials. But just reach out to somebody that's in the field and see if they have any tips for you or they, you could come and follow them for a day and get some experience of what you're trying to do. You know, folks, that just sounds like pretty sound advice to me right there, and, and it would definitely be a way to go. One thing I wish I would have learned when I went to college was to shadow, you know, uh, certain fields that I was interested in and stuff because it may have been a game changer for me at that point. I, I don't regret what I've done. By far, I've had a wonderful life and many different experiences, but I don't really think I'm using what I what I gained in college other than it being an open door for where I needed to go next and some people are like that but uh, uh, but you're very specialized in what you do and uh, Caitlin I can't help again I'm just going to give you all the accolades I can while I'm while we're together but but you are an ordinary person doing some extraordinary things and I hope that you never grow weary or grow tired of what you're doing uh, because I can't even imagine you're young and you're vibrant and I can't imagine <clears throat> how many people are going to come into your life 
that are going to need your talents, need your services, need your know-how, need your compassion. And if you treat them like you've treated me, these people are going to be walking on water before it's over with because, <laughs> because I have never felt so energized and so believing in the fact that, you know, my foot is going to get completely healed as well. And so I appreciate that. Do you have any comments or questions before we wrap this up today? Uh, I want to thank you for letting me come on here. It was a it was an honor that you asked me, so thank you. Well, you're very very <laughs> welcome, and I'm humbled that you have come on. And I appreciate that. So uh, I will say that uh, uh, if you would like to know more, or I would like to uh, uh, investigate the world of orthotics or prosthetics, uh, I do have. Caitlin's contact information, you can write me at markkleinard at gmail.com. And uh, if you have a question uh, about this, please let me know and we'll work through those. And if it warrants it, I will get this information to Caitlin and she can take it from there and possibly you might get a call from her. I'd be know? more than happy. <laughs> that would be awesome. And uh, Caitlin, keep changing the world. Keep being awesome. Keep being extraordinary. Okay. And, uh, and uh, we'll look forward to, to speaking with you soon. Okay, I've been telling my guest here lately, I'd like to come revisit, you know, in a year or two and say, hey, what's it like now that you've completed your education? What are you doing? And, and, and look at the field much more. Oh, I would love that. That's awesome. Back. Well, folks, you've been with Caitlin Boyer today and my What's Up, and this is What's Up. She is changing the world in Northwest Arkansas with orthotics and prosthetics, and we wish her well in the best endeavor in her education and what she'll be doing next and all the people she works with there, as well as anyone who works in the field of orthotics and prosthetics. God bless you. Just keep doing what you're doing and keep learning and, and keep it going because because we need you. And uh, thank you again for listening. Look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. So tell your friends about the podcast. Say, hey, I'm listening to a great podcast called My What's Up. Subscribe, hit the like button, and let's keep growing this audience. And who knows, maybe you will be my next interview. <laughs>